Okay, let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for today, Lord. I, we do lift up May to you right now, Father, and I'm not sure what her schedule is, but um, I just pray for her safety, protection. Pray for her family's protection, Father, um, as, they, uh, as the conflict's going on in Thailand, Father, and I just pray for wisdom for her and her family, Lord, um, during this time. Um, we thank you for this day. Thank you that we have life and life abundantly, and Lord, we just ask that you would um, speak to us. Um, just show us yourself in an amazing, powerful way, Lord, as we look at being good and submitting to authority. Lord, we love you and we praise you. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I decided to um, kind of combine these, these next two phrases, good-natured, kind-hearted, and adapting and supporting themselves to their husbands, because we did three weeks on husbands, so I figured we don't need to talk about husbands again. <laughs> so we're going to hit on good-natured. Good-natured, kind-hearted. <clears throat> and the Greek for that is agathos which means of good constitution or nature, useful, I don't know what your blanks are, useful, pleasant, agreeable, Here, let me get a table for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Make myself a little more careful. Oh, man, you can fill up for my Exactly. I'll start teaching from behind you in a minute. <laughs> useful, pleasant, agreeable, Joyful, happy, excellent, distinguished, up, honor, upright, and honorable. Pleasant. Um, and so that, I mean, it's just good. And if I were to say, what is good to you? How would you, how would you define good? Cheesecake. Cheesecake. Chocolate fountain. Chocolate fountain. <laughs> That'll work. Those are all good. <laughs> pitiful color. Absolutely pitiful. Work with me on this guy. Something good. But in a lot of ways, what is, there is no right answer on this. It's okay. It's not a right answer. But in, I think it's interesting. We know what's, if we say, you know, it's good, we know what good is. I mean, it's just, it just is good. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not like we have to, it's easy to identify what good is in opposite evil. So I, there are about, I just pulled the, um, some of the verses from Matthew. Because um, Jesus said it a lot, and, and um, I'm just going to read them. You guys can look it up okay. if you want, but I just printed them all here so that we wouldn't flip back and forth. Matthew 5.45 says that ye may be, and I, this is all King James, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh the sun to rise on the evil and on the good, and send rain on the just and the unjust. Evil and good, two, two opposite things. I mean, when, if we want to be kind-hearted and good-natured, which really the heart of it is good, is what the King James Version has said. Um, we need to, it's, you know, it's either good or evil. It's either black or white. I mean, I think it's really clear that it's, it's, it's very hard to be in between. Matthew seven eleven says, If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good thanks to them that ask him? It's almost innate. I think goodness is, the knowledge of whether it's good is almost innate in each one of us. I mean, unless someone is it's extremely evil or wicked, you know, those that you love, you want good things for them. I mean, we were talking yesterday at a, a brunch that we were at, and parents um, want their children to have good things. They want them to have the best things, and they want to give them that almost to a default. Almost to a fault, I'm sorry. Almost to a fault. And, um, and just to, we were, and I've kind of rolled that conversation around a lot in my head, especially adding to it last week's lesson on homemakers. Um, you know, Fifty years ago, parents wanted good things for their kids, too. But there wasn't as much disposable income 50 years ago as there is today. So giving them good things is a little easier today 
because there's more disposable income. I don't mean it literally today because, you know, we're in a recession, right? You know, but, but in theory, there's more, and so people can give more. So as, and so those newlyweds, instead of struggling and becoming a team together trying to figure out how do we live on, you know, $100 a month grocery bill, um, mom and dad come in and, you know, fill the pantry every other week. And um, in the past, they couldn't do that. Matthew 7, 17. Even so, every good tree brings forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree brings forth evil fruit. And that says to apply to us, it's like, okay, look, if, if there's evil, if there's corruption coming out of me, then I need to be checking what's my root. You know, because if you're good, good is going to come out of it. If it's evil, evil is going to come out of it. You can't get apples from orange trees, and you're not going to get, you know, figs from, you know, something else tree. Um, you can only get them for fig trees, and we need to evaluate ourselves. Um, interesting, 12, Matthew 12, 34. O generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And that was such a huge word for me when I was cussing so much. I mean, how, if my heart is good, how can I speak? The, the very language itself, and then on top of that, how can I even speak bad, ill of other people um, if my heart is good? Got to check the heart. That's uh, true with a negative person. Oh, my goodness. They, they just cannot speak good things. Right. You know, because they always, even if it's good, comes out good, they turn it yeah. to make it yeah. negative. Yeah. And it's hard for me to then be good with those negative people because uh -huh. then I want to be negative with them. Right. I mean, yeah. not, necess I mean I, not necessarily speak negative, but I want to bust them and say, look, right. there's nothing, I mean, yeah. I mean nothing good there's nothing life. good out of that. Yeah. I mean, somebody the other day I heard was talking about, and was you know, Complaining about her husband and about the way he ate her, his food. And I just wanted to say, listen, if that is the, I mean, That's you know, if that is it, yeah. how about rejoice, you know, that you have a husband sitting across from you and know, I'll have food on the table and mm -hmm. all those kinds of things. Um, 35 goes on with that, 1235. A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bring forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bring forth evil things. And it has to be, if we catch ourselves speaking evil, about others or just having one of those negative days, we need to check our heart. What's going on in our heart? Have we been hurt? We haven't made it right? Have we, have we been, um, uh, you know, just off kilter and there's some, we've got anger going on inside of us, we've got malice going inside of us, we've got bitterness going inside of us, because all that's going to produce evil. Um, Matthew 19, 16, And behold, one came and said unto him, Jesus, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why call me good? There's none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. And so the only way we can be good, the only way we can have good nature, is the Spirit of God dwelling inside of us richly. And that, apart from that, we cannot, we can't be good, because there's only one that is good. Matthew 22, 10. So those servants went out into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. We can't avoid being around the bad. The bad's going to be with us. The evil's going to be with us. And we just have to choose um, to not walk on that. And then finally, what I, I hope is everyone's desire, Matthew 25, 21 says this, His Lord said unto him, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou have been faithful over a few things. I'll make thee rule over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. And, um, I mean, don't we want to hear that? Good and faithful servant. Not just faithful. You know, and he really says faithful, so I'm going to give you more stuff. But it's the good, too, that's a part of that. That we can be faithful, but not good. Mm -hmm. You know? Right. But we need to be good. 
this weekend, <clears throat> um, I thought this was an amazing example of kind-hearted and good nature. And I want to read a Twitter feed of Sheila Walsh. And she had one heck of a 48-hour period that came up. So it started out, and this was um, Thursday morning at 8 a.m. My prayer every day. Good morning, Lord. I don't know where you're going today, but wherever you are going, I'm going with you. And then three hours later, she says, or two hours later, two and a half hours later, she says, heading out to DFW, flying through Phoenix to Bakersfield. Um, and the next one, because she's just, she's lighthearted, and I think this is funny. She says, me, may I have that without fries? Waiter. But it comes with fries. Me, I know, and I'll pay for them, but don't want them. But it comes with fries. Okay, and may I have extra fries with that? <laughs> I mean, so, you know, so there she is. She's witty. Life is good. She's yeah. being witty. 1140. Um, let's counter unkindness with mercy and grace. We don't know their story. Then at 1149, uh, this is a first. They're making me check. They're making us check all of our carry-on bags to our final destination. Which for me, if I have a, this huge flight, I mean, what the heck? I mean, I got a thousand, because I have more in my bag to do than I could possibly do in the two hours. But then what do you, you know, I don't want to just sit on a plane, which I never understand. People that fly, that have, they walk on the plane, no magazines, no, and, and even they don't even sleep. I don't get it. Do you, I mean, Alan, oh yeah. I have more books than I could possibly read, especially on my Kindle. So um, next, for, next Twitter, and this was at 1240 on the 14th. All flights grounded at DFW because of storm. Okay, so life's starting to go downhill. And the next one, if I miss my connection in Phoenix, the only other direct flight is full. Think I can fly to L.A. and then to Bakersfield. Okay, so she's already having conflicts that's going on. Wish they hadn't taken my carry-on with my computer, my notes, etc. You know, boo on a stick. Before they took my bag, I grabbed my water, my Bible, and my lip gloss. So I'm good, whatever happens. And then she actually took a picture of it. And it's, okay, at 1.52 on Friday. Okay, now she's, this is one, almost, it's two hours, she's, I mean, it's 2 p.m., she's been sitting at the airport for, you know, three hours delayed. Looks like we might be taking off. 4.20, landed in Phoenix, misconnection. We'll now have to fly to L.A. at 6, then to Bakersfield at 10.30. So it looks like already we're in a 12-hour day just going through this. Standing in line to be rebooked with a sweet lady who announced the entire terminal who I am. Met the sweetest pastor and his wife in line. Thinks she's been pretty beat up of late. She cried when she saw me, and she had on for, held on for a while. And the next tweet says, glad I missed my flight. Now I have to go outside to get a bus to a different terminal. This is like a little adventure. Where's Lucy Swindoll when I need her? 6.04. Bought Christian and the boys, her, her son, and the boys next door suckers with scorpions in them. She shows a picture of them. Flight to L.A. delayed. Peachy. 6.55 p.m. Hello to Los Angeles, stop three on my one-day national tour. This is hysterical. The next verse is, my flight to Bakersfield doesn't leave until 12.20 a.m. Central Time. Next Friday, I'm covering Beirut, Bombay, and Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> Just realized I might not get my bags tonight as I had to switch airlines. No notes, no clothes, no makeup. Um, they just canceled my flight to Bakersfield. They're taking us by bus now. The good news is that I still have my lip gloss. <laughs> I downloaded a night shot camera app for my iPhone in case there's something cool on the bus, but don't want, but don't, and don't want you to miss it. Found my bags, very grateful for me, but also for the sweet women tomorrow. I'd have been a scary sight. It's amazing what you can order online when you're on a bus. I think I just ordered lawn furniture and tiki lights, but I'm not sure. <laughs> Hello, Bakersfield, and good night. 3.24 in the morning, our time. This is going on. 
And perhaps, um, now, now, can it be better, how can it be time to get up? I just went to sleep 12 minutes ago, 745. If you don't believe in prayer, I'd be so grateful. If you do believe in prayer, I'd be so grateful for your prayers today as I'm exhausted. If you don't, start now. Thanks, friends, for your prayers. I teach three one-hour sessions today and may throw in a short but perky polka. <laughs> Such sweet people here ministering in the poorest part of town. Lord Jesus, let your healing rain fall. Um, sometimes I feel as if I'm with these churches as much for their leadership team as anything. They pour their lives out and get pretty beat up. 80-year-old woman told me at the break that she was raped when she was 10 and has never told anyone until today when she put down the shame. When I saw her standing as I sang Amazing Grace, I can hardly finish the song. <clears throat> Wouldn't it be revealing if as we walked into church on Sunday all our baggage became visible? Will we still drag it home? Back at Bakersfield Airport, planning to fight a Phoenix in Dallas. Let's see. Thank you for all your prayer support. I felt it. Um, arrived in Phoenix at Gate 1, leaving out a Z2433, 4605, 798. <laughs> um, and just to put a perfect explanation mark on an interesting weekend, I dropped my iPhone in the toilet, and it's lost its will to live. That was at 2 o'clock this morning. So with that, I wish you a good night. So, I mean, I just, I just thought it was so great because and she might have been faking it all along, yeah. but she saw the adventure in it. She saw the excitement in it. She saw the blessing of, hey, I'm glad I missed my flight. And then I, I responded back to it when she told about the 80-year-old lady, and I just said, you know, now we understand why it was so difficult to get there and, um, because God had something really big going on in the midst of all that. And I think it is, I mean, that's half the battle. It's just understanding that God is sovereign in the midst of this, and it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's the James verse. You know, all things are going to work out for our good. That's not the James verse. That's the Romans 8, 28. But, you know, count it all joy when we have trials and difficulties because it's going to perfect us, and it's going to make it better. So I want to respond that way for sure. Carol, do you have a verse you want to give? No, I, I was thinking about a, a merry heart does mm. good like a medicine. Yeah. You know, and it really, it is a medicine to it our is. soul. It when does. We choose joy. Right, you know. Right, and, and I was thinking about the verse that Nancy Taylor wrote on about um, her. She had just memorized a verse, and she had the same type thing, mm -hmm. and she kept choosing joy and being sweet and kind. And long story short, she got moved to first class mm -hmm. and put on this flight and got in two hours early. Yeah, and you know, yeah. it was supposed to be late, 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 yeah, late. miserable and, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I mean, it is. I mean, it is. And it is a choice. That is what's so stinking frustrating about the will, That's our right. free will. That's right. We can choose. I mean, I just wrote a chapter on it about choosing joy. Larnell Harris wrote a song or sang a song, I don't know if he wrote it or not, about choosing joy. And I'm going to choose joy today. In the midst of the difficulty and the struggles and the, and the circumstances, I'm going to choose joy. And that doesn't mean that you're, you know, what is it, Pollyanna, that you just think everything's wonderful and great? Because right. it's not wonderful and great. There are difficult times and there's challenges and you grieve through that, but you still are going to choose joy in the midst of all those things. So anyways, kind-hearted, good-natured, it it's a choice, it's a matter of our will that we just have to decide today, you know, I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to walk this, I'm going to be good today. I'm going to be pleasant today. I check in, when we checked out yesterday at Walmart, this girl did not look like she was happy about being there, but, you know, speak to her, call her name, how's your day going, you know, encourage her in that, and, mm -hmm. you know, she smiled before it was all over. So, anyways. Okay, what I wanted to talk about on the, um, and going to um, 
the, the second part on that about adapting and subordinating themselves to their husband, a big part of that is submission to authority. And so I want to spend just a little bit talking about that. And, um, and you can't talk about submission to authority without going to Romans 13. And to think that this was written during um, uh, 1 through 7. You know, this was when the Roman authorities were persecuting the church. And, um, and it says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities, what God has appointed... And those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good, contact, good conduct, that's the, there's good again, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is a servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this you also pay taxes. For authorities are ministers of God attending to this very thing. I mean, if we thought of every single authority that's placed over us, whether it is government, boss, church authority, traffic cop, traffic <laughs> they're ministers of God. I mean, that's what it says. Pay to all what is owed them, taxes to whom taxes are due, revenue to whom revenue is due, respect. To whom respect is owed and honor to whom honor is owed. It goes back. It doesn't matter what president of the, uh, of the United States, whether you agree with him or not, any of them, you, if he were to walk in the room and you were seated, you would stand because he is due that honor and that respect because of the, simply because of the position, not because of the nature of who he is. So there's three things I want to talk about on that. We need, so bottom line, we need to submit to authority unless it is illegal or immoral. If it's illegal or immoral, then you don't have to submit to it. And you might lose your authority on that, but pretty much everything else is, you know, yes. With a good-natured attitude about it, which is a challenge in that. And that was where we need God to come in. But we've got to submit to the authority. And um, I thought about one of those is, for me recently, has been um, walking on sidewalks. I mean, they, whoever owns that piece of property put sidewalks in so that we wouldn't step on the grass, you know, like cover up the grass, so walk on the sidewalk and not cut across. And that to me has just been a big thing that the Lord's been convicting me. That's my, that's my conviction of choice today. Um, and to fall into that. And those little petty things, and those little petty things, we need to submit to authority. Another thing on that is, of course, obeying the speed limit, um, which is, uh, I mean, that's praise the Lord for cruise control. And um, one thing that I definitely need to start obeying is um, texting and driving. You know, it's illegal to text and drive in Texas. I'm just simply ignoring that authority <laughs> figure, and I'm sure it's going to get me in trouble, but I still struggle with that. But that's definitely one of those things. Food and movie theaters, you know? There are some movie theaters that really make it very clear. Food is not, outside food is not allowed in the movie theaters. There's some that you go to that's okay, and I know which ones those are. But the food, I mean, and that's the authority. When we walk into the movie theater, we are submitting to their authority. They're our, they're our boss. They own it. Neither ones. And if we don't like it, then we can just not go there. It's not illegal or immoral. We just don't go there if you don't like what that is. Instead of bucking against it, because the Lord is going to bless that. The Lord will bless that as we submit to authority. Um, I heard um, Joel Osteen uh, preach a message on authority. And um, he shared the story, and I, th I thought it was... Um, 
I really appreciate what he said. They were having one of his, you know, citywide event in some city somewhere, and they arrived at their arena, and, and um, you know, other people were already coming there, and so he pulls up, and, you know, some, he's in the back, and two of his buddies are up front or whatever, and they pull into the parking lot, and, and the parking attendant says, you know, okay, it'll be $10. And the, and the buddy's like, but we, this is, we, don't, we don't have to pay. This is, we got the speaker here. I mean, we rented this whole facility. We don't have to, you know, pay for this. And kind of got in a back and forth, two or three sentence discussion about this. And Joel finally said, he, it, he is the authority in the parking lot. Give the man $10. We should have, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah gotten the parking pass or whatever, but he is the authority, and not get all bowed up, submit to that authority, and, and walk in that, and that even, no matter how crazy it might be, or pointless or whatever, and, and just because you guys messed up and didn't make arrangement doesn't mean this authority is, really, you know, he doesn't know who he is, and I just thought that was a great, I mean, I just really appreciate that symbol of seeing with it, even on those little things, it really makes a difference on that. So, if it's not illegal or immoral, then we pretty much need to do it. The second thing, if we're uncomfortable doing it, we need to ask for a course of appeal. You know, if it's, if, it's, if it's legal and it's moral, but we just don't think it's probably the best thing, you know, um, it literally meaning the best thing. That our boss is about to make a decision that we don't think it's the wisest decision possibly that needs to make. Um, that, and he's saying, well, you know, go and fire this person or go and spin this or go buy that or, you know, walk through this process or this procedure and... Um, we do have an opportunity for a course of appeal with our uh, authority. And you know your authority well enough to know whether it's a course of appeal. You know, hey, um, you know, John, I know, you're, you, know you really want to fire Susie, but you know, here are seven things, and if we fire now, here's the bad things. And, you know, we might fire in 30 days, but we really need to get through these next 30 days kind of thing, you know. And if he says, no, I want to fire now, okay, you got to go fire Susie. Or, which is the next thing we talk about, but are you quit? I mean, you either submit to it or you leave it if it's not a covenant relationship. Um, you know, a speeding ticket. You know, I'm speeding. You know, you often offer course of appeals with police officers. <laughs> you know, why are you in a hurry, ma'am? You know, well, you know, it just is. You can either offer a course of appeal if there really is a valid reason for it. Don't lie because then it defeats the purpose of it. But um, I heard somebody say last night, if you tell them why you were in a hurry, you're admitting that you're speaking. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They say, why are you in a hurry? Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. I have an appointment. Yeah. yeah. But you are. You are speeding. Well, and I'm, that, always speeding. I'm always speeding. Yeah. I'm stopped, I'm speeding. I'm speeding. Yeah. Well, and I have. This was one time I was really speeding, bad speeding. And I really, it was just one of those mindless speeding. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like I was, I wouldn't even, mm -hmm. and really the traffic was real. A lot of it was I was going with the traffic, but, you know, I was leading the traffic. Right. That was the problem. Yeah, but. I didn't want to be behind <laughs> and, and I just said, sir, I was. I was speeding, and you know, no excuses or anything. I was speeding, and um, um, and they, you know, he reduced it way down for me. I still got the ticket, but it was it reduced it right down, you know. And I think it was actually on that one, as I said, he came back and he said, "Yeah, you were doing," you know, like took my stuff and he came back and was about to give me. A, he actually gave me the ticket, and I had the ticket in my hand, and I said to him, "I do appreciate what you do for us," and he took the ticket back and he lowered it again, and so. And I wasn't, I mean, it was sincere. I was like, I got the ticket first. I wasn't trying to butter up. Right. You know, people are going to respond in that way. So, And then finally, if you're not in covenant, then you're free to go. If the authority is just, you're not in covenant with them, you are free to go and to walk out from whatever that situation and deal with whatever the consequences are. Well, I can't quit my job because, you know, whatever. 
Well, then submit to the authority. If you're not going to quit, then why keep bucking up against this and be miserable in all this thing? Um, I just can't help it if I'm running late and I've got to speak, you know? Well, yes, you can. You have the power in that. It goes back to that free will. We have the power in those kind of things. If we're not in a covenant and that authority becomes so crazy, you know, or we feel like it's crazy, we just need to leave and separate ourselves from that authority. Um, or submit to the authority and understand that the consequences of leaving that authority is a whole lot worse than if I were to stick it out and be a part of it. So, anyways, some um, takeaways I think that are good. Number one is just over the next seven days, let's just intentionally think about doing something good. You know, I, it's if it's, I mean, I, this is one of my favorite things. I don't do it, but it's a fun thing that I, I love the thought of this is, you know, you're in the drive through line and pay for the person behind you. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I, I just love that. I, I mean, I've never done it, but I love it. I might have done it one time, but um, pay for the, you know, you see an officer in a restaurant, you know, you pay for their meal. You know, not on purpose. I mean, not like draw attention to yourself. Just pay for the meal and, and walk out and be blessed. And be, do something good for someone. Um, and I think this is real important because at least this was true for me. Finally, when I got to the point, it was like, okay, I'm going to start working on this submission. My face didn't always catch up with my heart. You know, I might have been saying the right things and wanting to and really submitting, but my face and my body language just had, hadn't caught up, you know, because I was doing everything I could. You know, I wanted to rebel. And so my face, and so the, um, so this is the verse, and it's from the New American Standard. Why are you in despair, O my soul, and why are you disturbed within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, the hope of my countenance. And so I would pray, Lord, be the hope of my countenance. You know, be my, make my countenance look like I really do care about what's going on, and I really am submitting. And so that's because um, our heart could. rolling your eyes. And I wasn't rolling my eyes, or even just yeah. my face was at least neutral, if not joyful. Yeah. You know, something that it could, my inflection and my voice inflection, mm. all those things. Because that really, you know, what is it, 80% of it is, mm -hmm. it's not your words, it's body language and all that that speaks so much more. And then finally, where do you need to tighten up in your submission? Not if, but where. I mean, I think we all have certain areas. Mine is texting. I need to really quit texting. And, um... And drive. I mean, it's just, it's wrong. I shouldn't do it. I'm going to get myself killed, and I'm going to get, or worse yet, I'm going to get other people killed in the process of doing that. So, anyways, thoughts, comments? Good deal. All right. Let's pray. Lord, we love you, and we thank you for today. And thank you for um, these ladies. They bless me. I'm grateful for them in my lives, Lord. And, um, Pray for those that aren't here today and um, just wherever they're at. Just um, speak to them and minister to them in, in amazing ways, Father God. We do pray about um, Vicki and, and having lunch with her on Tuesday, Lord, or she's supposed to come in and help us with this class. And it would be wonderful, Father, but we desire your will above all else, Father. We love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.